Hello and welcome back to Thursday's deep dive episode of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I am, of course, your host, your guide to the world of Korean beauty, Lauren Lee, the founder of Style Story, Australia's first online K-beauty store. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking the hottest Korean hair trends and treatments for 2022. So this is actually an episode that people have been requesting for quite a while. Uh, And, you know, we've just got so many things to talk about, but I thought now is as good a time as any. There is a lot going on. What tends to happen is this. Over winter and the cooler months of the year, like people are just not going out and getting as many treatments and things like that done. And that includes like nails, hair and stuff like that. It's just a little bit too cold. You know, people just couldn't be bothered. Uh, But once the weather warms up a bit, I mean, I am a little bit the same. I must admit, once the weather warms up, everyone like the mood around soul just totally changes and you can just see that people are getting more excited getting their enthusiasm for life back a little bit and that is when you'll really see see the trends sort of start to take off Uh, and I think hair trends are pretty much the same like when it's warm when it's colder people tend to maybe go back to their roots they opt for darker colors and things like that but then once the weather warms up people are you know happy to try out some new things Uh, and so that is exactly what's happening and that is what I was going to talk to you guys about today. So I'm going to run through some of the hottest trends that I am seeing around the place. Uh, And of course, you know, a a lot of these are things that you can totally do wherever you are, whatever country you're in. I'm going to go through some of the treatments, the at-home stuff, and one of the really, really popular ones done in salons here. But again, I had a look for you guys, and the good news is it's not just here. So I will run through that one as well and where you can find it in your country. But to kick us off with the list, the first trend that is really big at the moment is soft perms. So perms... I don't know about where you're from, but certainly where I'm from, perms kind of have a bad reputation. So obviously they were really, really big in the 80s, but no one much really does perms in Australia, I don't think, these days. And certainly when I was tempted to do it, when I was looking into doing it many, many years ago just because of how straight my hair was, I asked my hairdresser at the time to do one for me and she said no, she wouldn't do it. She didn't recommend it uh, because, you know, of my hair. So that was one thing when I first moved to Korea that kind of surprised me is how popular perms are and even now they are really really popular uh they even koreans even do perms on their kids which was wild to me uh you know like uh, again this might just be a cultural difference but where i'm from we don't tend to do our kids hair like in anything crazy we don't dye it really we don't perm it we just sort of let their natural hair be their natural hair and then maybe once they're in high school and you know going through a bit of a a phase or a stage that's when you can start doing all of this stuff to your hair but koreans take really really little kids to go and get the hair dyed their hair's permed uh and so perming is big here anyway but at the moment the really popular one is what they're calling the c curl perm so there are different gradients of perms but if you think of a 
see and what it looks like and how rounded it is. That is kind of what we're talking about here. It frames your face really well, which is why I think a lot of people like it. It also adds volume to your hair. Uh, and another reason why I think it is so popular is because it can make your face look smaller. And obviously that is a sign of beauty in Korea to have a small face. It is just a thing. I don't know why it is, but celebrities and everything like that, you will often hear them being complimented and people will tell you, oh my God, your face is so small. Uh, so that is just another way that you can make your face look smaller. If you don't want to go the full chemical perm at a salon, then you can grab a, either a curling wand or like a flat iron and do a few softer sort of bends with it. And the other way that you can do it, if you're totally against any type of heat styling, you know, Maybe your hair is just not in good condition and you need to avoid any kind of heating products. You can try and do it by using like a mousse and then scrunch your hair together to, to kind of give you that look. Now, your results may vary depending on how straight your hair is to start with, but that is another way to achieve that kind of a soft permed look. But that is really, really popular in Korea at the moment. The second one on my list is pink hair. And if you have seen my Instagram lately, you will know I have pink hair at the moment. Uh, it is really, really popular in Korea. It has been for the last few years, to be honest. I've been doing pink hair intermittently on and off over the last few years, but it's having a total moment again right now. I think a little bit inspired by cherry blossoms, potentially. Uh, you know, the pink that we are doing in Korea at the moment is not as, it's not like a really vibrant hot pink. It's a bit, little bit more subtle uh, so that it's not too overpowering. Pastels are very, very popular. Uh, purples and blues I have also seen a fair bit of, but pink basically, it becomes more pastel the more you wash your hair. So when I first go into the salon, it looks quite dark and then obviously it sort of washes out over time uh, just because that is the nature of the dye. Uh, having just gone through the process myself, I can tell you that you will need to bleach your hair before you go in with your pink dye. So this is one thing that I would recommend getting a professional to do for you rather than attempting it at home. It's just a lot of steps, uh, a lot of different ways you could potentially go wrong. So I actually ended up having to have two rounds of bleach first. Uh, and my hairstylist said, look, you could even do a third if you really wanted to get a much lighter pink, but she definitely did not recommend going three rounds of bleach in a single day. So I said, fine, let's cap it at two. So we did two, then we went in with a pink over the top. Uh, so I guess if you are going to be bleaching your hair and doing, you know, anything like extreme, like I just did, you're going to want to make sure that your hair is in a good condition. If you go in for something like this with hair that is, you know, already a bit cooked and fried, it's not going to end well. So my recommendation would be to prep your hair in advance, cut back on your hair, your heat styling. I must say, I don't use a lot of heat heat products on my hair just because it is dyed. Uh, so I tend to just let it, you know, drip dry or naturally dry itself rather than drying it with a blow dryer. I do have a blow dryer, obviously, but I try and avoid it where I can just because I know that that is not great for my hair. Uh, the same goes for uh, anything like your curling wands, your hair straighteners or whatnot. Just try and cut back on them before you go in for your bleach is always a good idea. Uh, so I'm in good company at the moment 
moment with pink hair, it is so popular among the Korean celebrities. Uh, so Mi has pink hair. I think Rosie and Lisa either both do or recently did. Uh, rapper uh, Lee Ji-yong, uh, Lee Young-ji rather, had it. Uh, Taeyeon had it as well. So lots of people going pink. Uh, and I'm seeing, you know, considering it's a little bit out there, I'm seeing not insignificant uh, numbers of other people on the streets with pink hair as well. So I'm not alone, uh, <laughs> which is always nice. The other trend I'm noticing, the third one, is lots of brown hues. So obviously brunette hair is just a little bit easier to attain for most Koreans. They're usually starting from a base of black hair or very dark. So, you know, brown very, very popular. Um, I've seen, you know, some people are describing it as milk tea, that color. Uh, and then other people are doing almost like a rose brown. So I think Sandara Park at the moment has this kind of thing going. So it's a lot more low maintenance, but it does add a little bit more dimension if you're coming from a really, really dark color. So that's nice and popular. The other one, number four, is one that you might go, oh my God, is that popular? And that is streaks. Guys, do you remember them? Like, I remember them from, like, the 90s, basically, the early 2000s, and them being really, really popular. They're back, apparently. Uh, they are very popular at the moment. Uh, the other thing I'm seeing, if you're not doing, like, a, a full set of streaks, is just, like, one big chunky highlight, for lack of a better word, raccoon hair. That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, so I think, you know, this is a good look for people that are wanting to just freshen up their look, I guess, without going for a full-on change. Also, it requires less bleaching, minimal bleaching, which is good if your hair is not in a great condition. But you can choose the color you want your streaks to be, I guess, and decide like how bold, how out there are you going full on or just, you know, a few streaks. That's really, really popular at the moment. Uh, one of the Korean actresses has it, Lee Yubin, uh, and plenty of people on the street do. I, I've noticed that that is a thing. So streaks are back. Uh, the number five one that I've noticed, and this one is probably a little bit more edgy, is the pixie cut. So, uh, you know, this is popular among celebrities, I would say. It is very sleek, obviously easy to sort of wash and style because you just don't, you're not working with as much hair. Uh, in general, the like hairdressers recommend it for people who have small faces and long necks. That tends to work the best for those people. Uh, but obviously, also going into summer having a pixie cut it's really nice because your neck can breathe you can enjoy a nice breeze uh, and it's just easier to style in hot weather as well so the pixie cut if you are feeling bold that is really trending at the moment if you want to try that one out uh, the other one, my oh, I had number six on my list, was pale blonde. So, so many people here at the moment are going blonde, uh, not platinum. It's a, a bit of a warmer shade, a bit of a softer shade. And this one is so popular among K-pop stars. Like, I can't even count. Uh, so me, I think, has hers, this color at the moment. But it's really, really popular among a lot of the ladies in uh, in K-pop and even some of the guys as well. So, you know... Uh, the experts, the hairdressers say that, that this kind of a pale blonde is a better shade for Asian faces as well. So I guess something to keep in mind if you are Asian. The other look, and this one is quite edgy as well, my number six or seven rather on my list is baby bangs. So these are the ones this is the one that is kind of like really short bangs. I think you probably would have seen them, but they do look super edgy. They're basically like a few inches 
above your brows, whereas I think normal bangs are you know, kind of end sort of just at your brows. So Kim Go-un ha- had a baby bang look going on for a while. I'm not sure if she still has it, uh, but that one is popular. It opens up your face, but I would say this is definitely for people that are, you know, a little bit edgier. It's not uh, the most traditional <laughs> type of bang is what I would say, uh, but I'm seeing more of it. I'm seeing more of it. I wouldn't say it's like the most popular look out there, but enough people are doing it that it's clearly a trend. Uh, So they are all the kind of looks and things like that that I'm seeing people do to their hair. Now, when it comes to actual sort of hair treatments and products and things like that, the most popular one that I have been, I certainly have been having this for a few years, but I know it is also just one of the, the things that is most recommended if you go to a salon is what is called the Cinderella treatment. Now, it falls under the umbrella of keratin treatment, so you may have tried something similar. And basically, it uses a mixture of onion and organic aloe vera. Uh, And so it sort of has moisturizing properties and helps to repair the hair. So this one, they anytime I go into a salon to dye my hair, they'll always recommend that I have it done. It is perfect for people that have bleached hair, damaged hair, frizzy, unmanageable hair, basically anyone that's hair falls into that category. And it lasts around three months. It's essentially like a protective coating on that they do onto your hair. And the less you wash it, the longer it lasts for, you know, as all of these things sort of do. But basically this is how it works. Before they do the treatment, they will remove any of the surface buildup and prepare your hair so that the keratin can actually penetrate into it. Uh, And then it works by wrapping itself around the hair. And then to seal it in, they apply heat to it. And that's the part that sort of takes a long time because they're sort of going through your hair with like an iron, ironing every section of the hair that the treatment has been applied to to lock it in. Uh, And that's the also the part at which both my eyes and the stylist's eyes are like watering we're like crying because it gets really I don't know we in Korean we say mepta like mewa like spicy uh, so yeah that, that's the best thing I can use to describe it. it's just like oh, oh something is in my eye but it is amazing and your hair looks so good after you've had it done so if you're thinking okay cool that's great but you know how am I ever going to get that done here the good news is It is available overseas, so there are places doing the Cinderella treatment in Singapore and Malaysia, I found with a really quick Google search. It looks like in the States and in Australia, you're going to be better off asking for a keratin hair treatment or keratin smoothing treatment. But if you go to a Korean salon or one run by Koreans, the chances are it is going to be this one. So just just ask them, I guess, you know, is this the same as the Cinderella one? But the keratin hair treatments are all kind of similar. So, you know, maybe if you can't get the actual Cinderella one, you'll be able to get a similar keratin hair treatment done uh, and just really, really great for people that dye their hair especially. Now, if you are wanting some tips for, you know, how to care for your hair at home in a Korean way or adopting some of the hacks that, you know, people use here in Korea, 
The number one thing I would say is that a lot of people here have water filters in their shower. That's one of the biggest differences that I noticed, and that is to help purify their water. So that may be something to look into as well. Depending on where you live, that can make a really big difference to the health the overall health of your hair, uh, particularly if you live somewhere that has quite hard water. Uh, So that's one easy tip that you can probably, uh, you know, I guess just steal (laughs) from Korea is to get a water filter. And the other popular at-home hair treatment that anyone can kind of do is using carbonated water. So this is something that people will do to help purify their scalp and remove dead skin cells. So basically sparkling water on the scalp when you're doing your hair treatment. So just get a bottle of sparkling water and you can do that, you know, when you are doing a mask or something like that and wash it out like that. Obviously, you know you don't want to be doing it every time you get in the shower might get a little bit expensive but that is an easy one for you to try uh i guess if you are looking into you know products that are you know a little bit different from you know the shampoo and conditioner and stuff like that i've i've tried a wide range of different shampoos and conditioners and i must say i think that in general, you know, there's not a whole lot of difference that I have noticed between Korean ones and, say, Japanese ones and Australian ones and things like that. So I tend to opt more for the hair treatment things. I think that's where Korea is doing things a little bit differently. Uh, so things like hair essences, for example. Uh, we have a product on the Star Story website that is one of my faves, and that is Apple Bee's Booster Clinic Hair Essence. Uh, and Koreans use a lot of different types of hair essence basically to help combat damage. And they're just leave-in treatments that you can use to make your hair, you know, shinier, make it less dry and brittle. Uh, so this one, the April B one, has hydrolyzed silk in it, which pre- like basically forms a protective barrier on the hair to help improve its elasticity, its resilience, its shine. And then it has a whole lot of other really beneficial oils in it too. So avocado, macadamia seed, sweet almond oil, olive fruit oil, lavender oil, all of which is just really great for calming frizz and tangles and things like that. So that's a kind of product that you can try at home. Uh, That one is really, really beautiful and I always use it in my hair after I have dyed it just because, you know, it gets really gross. It can get really gross really quickly. Uh, So that's one that you can easily try. The other type of thing is uh, a lot of K-beauty brands, not a lot, not a lot, but some some K-beauty brands are coming out with hair soaps or like an all-in-one soap. So JJ Young has one of these and their all-in-one soap can be used for your hair, your body, and your face, and it helps to remove sebum and keratin from your hair is basically what it it is doing. So a lot of companies that are doing these soaps, you know, they're they're great because they're better for the environment, obviously, uh, and a lot of them are a lot less packaged as well. So, you know, keep an eye out. You'll probably see products like that. They are starting to really trend and become more and more popular. So they're some of the things that I would probably recommend trying if you're after some of the at-home kind of things. Uh, And then obviously, you know, you can take uh, any of the other trends that I mentioned to your local stylist. I mean, these are all things that you could do anywhere, right? It just happens to be that they are 
trending in Korea. So <laughs> I hope that that was a useful wrap up for you of some of the things that I am seeing on the ground here circa, what are we, May 2022. So that is what is going on. That is how people are caring for their hair here in Korea at the moment. Uh, so yeah, I hope you've picked up a couple of new little tricks, tips, or hacks. If you have, I would love for you to let me know, leave your review. That would be really great if you can do that. Uh, and until next time, I will see you on Style Story. Bye.